Hi there. We welcome you to the Rush Hour podcast with Corky and B-Rush, the show. Well, we've changed things. We've compressed three hours of content into two hours, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. However, we're not skimping on the conversations. No, the very thing that made this podcast so popular is the thing that we're continuing. So, for the next 15 minutes or so, enjoy the latest podcast on the Rush Hour Morning Show with Corky and B-Rush. Ladies and gentlemen. I want winners. I want people that want to win. Go ahead. What's up, man? From Belmont, North Carolina, at a combined weight of 526 pounds. You play to win the game. Your tag team champions of the world. Brian Rushing. But they are who we thought they were. Corky Franks. See that? That's your IQ, buddy. Zero. The Rush Hour Morning Show. It's, it's unbelievable. You know, that's why sometimes I call you guys commies. That's why. And we welcome you back to Hour 2 of the Rush Hour Morning Show on AM 1450, 101.1 FM, WGNC, Gastonia, Charlotte, streaming online, WGNCradio.com. I'm sure we've got a lot of our friends from the upstate of South Carolina tuning in this morning for this man, head coach of the USC Upstate Spartans, Mike McGuire. Coach, good morning. Welcome back to the Rush Hour Morning Show. And more importantly, happy opening day. Good morning, and, and yes, it is. Uh, glad to be on. Well, it's, it's great having you on. First of all, I've got a couple things that I've got to take care of. First of all, I'm contractually obligated by my boss to tell you that Scott Neisler says hello. He says you guys go back a considerable okay. way, so he wants to say hello to you. Thank so you. I've taken yes. care of that. I'm not going to get fired today. He probably owes you some money, don't he, Coach? Okay. Just tell the truth. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, but tell Scott I said hello as well. Well, I, well, it's certainly. Too long. He needs he needs to he needs to come over here at Spartanburg and catch a ball game. You, you know, know something? I I will be sure to send that message his way. I will absolutely okay. do that. Um, here's something else, Coach. That's got nothing to do with baseball. Um, I, I was just informed that um, stage. <laughs> Tickets in front of the stage at a Justin Timberlake concert cost $1,700. Coach Mike McGuire, okay. in anybody's economy, would you ever spend $1,700 to watch Justin Timberlake or anybody from, from just on, in coach. front of the stage? Take my back, Coach. Have my back. Hey, I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't spend my money. I wouldn't spend your money to do that. <laughs> okay. You know, but. Okay. Would you would you spend seventeen hundred bucks for season tickets to USC Upstate baseball? Would you do that? <laughs> well, we have a hell of a deal. It's free, <laughs> so, uh, so you don't have to. Free admission. I don't have to. <laughs> See, there you go. It, it's 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 priceless. USC Upstate baseball. That's right. Coach, I I do right. want to thank you for spending some time with us this morning. You know, you're starting the season at Harley Park, and obviously having teams come from farther north down this way always makes it an advantage for southern schools because of the weather working out well for them. 
But Harley Park is always a place that seems to attract a lot of schools. What is it about Harley Park that makes it such a great place to bring baseball to? Because it really is one of the hidden gems in upstate college baseball. Well, I think it's our ballpark is a, you know, it's a, it's a nice ballpark, a great playing surface. It's been a great playing surface since I got here. And, uh, you know, it's a good venue, very fan friendly. So I think it's, and given where Spartanburg's located right off the interstate, you know, whether you're coming from, you know, the Eastern seaboard or the Midwest, it's real convenient, good place to come to. I think that's part of it. Um, you know, this particular opponent we have this week in University of Kentucky, uh, you know, they they were the number two con- team in the country in RPI last year, uh, you know, off the strength of a 15-15 and 15 record in SEC, but they got that number two RPI because they play a lot of top 100 RPI clubs on the road early in the year. And... You know, we are what they are looking for in terms of RPI resume builder. Uh, we've consistently a top 100 RPI. Uh, and, you know, so that's, I think that was part of the attraction. Obviously, for us, it's an incredible opportunity to get University of Kentucky, to, uh, you know, here for a series and test ourselves with the big boys. But, you know, we hope they, they don't get that RPI resume builder that they're looking for. Well, and with that said, I want to make sure, I, I thought I'd heard that there had been some changes made to Harley Park. Could you could you go into some of those changes that might yes, have been made is, in the offseason? Yeah, that is correct. Uh, several things. One is the uh, NCAA pitch clock is mandatory. You know, it's got to be mounted. The pitch clock was mandatory last year, but you, you didn't uh, – it didn't have to be a mounted clock until this year. So we actually have two mounted clocks, one off the backstop that uh, obviously the pitcher and, uh, you know, all position players can pretty well see it's in the line of sight. And then we have one mounted off our scoreboard that obviously catcher, home plate umpire, and both dugouts can see. Uh, so that's the first thing. Uh, we also have uh, new dugout rails uh, put up this fall, or this, excuse me, this uh, winter, and uh, really sharp. Uh, school did a good job with it and uh, looks really sharp. And then we put a whole new uh, fence up this, uh, tore the old one down as soon as fall practice ended uh, in November and really just completed it here in the last week. Uh, a whole new fence project. Uh, and uh, new dimensions, uh, changed it a little bit. Uh, you know, as, as you know, the old ballpark was incredibly cavernous. Um, yes, it interesting, was. Interesting tale about it. You know, it was marked 335 down the, down the lines, 383 in the alleys, and 402 in center. What people don't realize is it was really 391 in those alleys and uh, 412 in center field. So, uh, you know, it was just, uh, you know, it's, it's more hitter friendly now than it was, uh, as you know, Harley park, uh, is a windy ballpark. Yes, it is. Uh, more often than not, our wind blows in from, uh, from the left field line. And so, you know, I just had a decision to make. I I said, you know, really the way it was, you spend most of February, March where there weren't any home runs, you know, I, I think 
how much to be part of the college baseball game. And so, you know, we play so many games at home on February, March, and you, you play 25 games and you've hit seven home runs, you know, as a team, because that's the way the wind is. And so I, I think for, for me, it was a matter of just making the ballpark fair, you know, fair to both sides. And, uh, and I, I think for us, you know, I feel like we're usually, you know, one of the more, the more athletic, more physical team and, you know, the games we play in our ballpark. And, uh, you know, I felt like the, having such a cavernous field was almost, you know, to a disadvantage to us. And so and I really appreciate the support I've had from USC Upstate, uh, from Dr. Harris down to Matt Martin, my AD, and then, you know, Fred and Sophie over in facilities to get all this stuff done and really none of it started before November. And, uh, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, I wanted it done and they were supportive and helped make it happen. And uh, so Harley Park's got a new look and it's, it's sharp. It's sharp and, uh, you know, whether you see it online or you're able to get out to the ballpark, but, but uh, it, it's, it looks good. Well, I'll get an opportunity to be down there this weekend as I am calling the game on Sunday on ESPN Plus against the Kentucky Wildcats. Now, Coach, you know, certainly a new look for the ballpark, but your team, what's it going to look like on the field? Are You know, which guys are coming back? Which guys are going to be new to the program that are going to make an immediate impact for you? Well, we're, we're pretty old. Uh, that's a good thing in college baseball this yes, day sir. and age. Uh, you know, uh, no, I've got, I basically got eight starters back is what it comes down to uh, positionally. And, you know, we're, we're old, we're, we're kind of grizzled veterans, you know, we kind of, you know, make fun of them and, you know, talk about, uh, you know, senior citizens and drawing social security and stuff like that at practice sometimes. Cause you know, there's, you know, my shortstop Troy Hamilton's 24 years old, you know, and uh, you know, big difference big gap there between a kid like that and your freshman 18 year old, you know, uh, six years is a big gap, a lot of different interests, uh, and so forth. But yeah, I mean, uh, David Pereira returns behind the plate, uh, Grant Sherrod returns at first base, Easton Collison returns at second base, Troy Hamilton returns at shortstop, uh, you know, in the outfield, you'll, you should see, uh, uh, Dan Jernan in center field, Jace Reinhardt in left field, and Kobe Croft in, in right field. Uh, and, you know, those guys, every guy I mentioned there is 22 to 24 years old. And, you know, that's not – it doesn't guarantee success, but certainly the experience is worth a lot. Every guy I mentioned has well over 400 college at-bats in their career. Um, and then, you know, at – third base is the, you know, the one spot, you know, where we don't have the same experience. And, you know, I've got a freshman Vance Sheehan uh, that we think is the shortstop of our, of our future. Um, you know, what's Troy's moves on. And then, uh, and Jake Armsey, uh, redshirt sophomore that, you know, played some for us last year and really stepped in, uh, uh, did a nice job at third base when, uh, when Troy was out with injury and we had to sort of shuffle some things. So, veteran positionally and and we'd like our our guys a lot well it's certainly going to be good to have some familiar names and faces for broadcasters for sure because i've 
I've spent a lot of time calling games uh, for your group, and, and certainly having those familiar names and faces will help me out on opening weekend. Now, Coach, in taking yeah. a look at in taking a look at the preseason poll, obviously the rest of the league seems to think that you guys are the team to beat. Um, Seventy nine points. There seems to be a little bit of a gap between you and second place Gardner Webb. You picked up seven of the nine plate nine first place votes. Obviously, the pundits in the preseason think that you guys are going to have a pretty good year. Would love to get your thoughts on what your expectations are for the Spartans team this season. Well, we want to get to a regional. We don't make any bones about it. Uh, that's our goal. That's our expectation. Uh, we've, we feel like we've been knocking on the door, uh, you know, and, you know, I, when I took the job, you know, four and a half years ago, I circled Campbell University as that's who we have to compete with if we want to accomplish those things. And then, you know, yeah, we were right there with them in 2021, and they came to Upstate and, and swept us uh, late in the year. You know, we were tied first place. Honestly, kind of stole our at-large bid is what they did. Uh, but we weren't, as a program, I think, ready for it. You know, it was year two for me, and we didn't have enough experience, you know, and, and so forth. But, you know, I felt like we closed that gap between us and Campbell uh, just in time for them to leave the league, you know. But uh, uh, I think that uh, this is the most talented team I've had since I've been here. And, uh, you know, now I don't know whether the record shows it because we're playing a really challenging schedule. But I think, uh, you know, the, those are the goals and expectations is to get to a regional. Our players all, a lot of them were, were right there last year where we, you know, kind of come back with a little unfinished business uh, to be as close as we were, but to not break through the door. And uh, guys are excited. I think, uh, you know, no guarantee we play well this weekend or whatever, but it won't be because we're not prepared. Our guys, uh, this I feel like we've, about as good a preseason as and the best preparation going in as any year I can ever remember. Uh, I think that alludes to having so many veteran guys. There's not a lot of uncertainty there as to what's about to happen. Uh, they're just chomping at the bit. Of course, in that preseason poll, you've got Upstate at number one, Gardner-Webb at number two, High Point at three, and then a tie for, between Winthrop and UNC Asheville for the fourth spot. You know, Coach, this is – a conference that takes four teams to High Point to wrap up the year at uh, truest point up in High Point for the conference tournament. So that's basically how it breaks down. You know, Coach, one thing I do want to ask you about before we get out of here, we do have a couple minutes. The final question that I have for you, you mentioned with the changes at Harley Park, the pitch clock. Um, certainly with your time, in upstate, one of the things that's happened is that the pitching has has really, really taken a step forward each and every year. With the pitch clock, from your standpoint, has it improved pitching? Has it improved the game? What are your thoughts on what the pitch clock has brought to college baseball? Well, I like the pitch clock. Uh, and the reason I like the pitch clock, I don't think it's improved pitching any. I don't think it has anything to do with that. Uh but I think it's improved coaching. <laughs> Some of these coaches that want to play crawl ball is what I call it, you know. Okay. And, you know, take take 20 seconds to get a pitch call in after, you know, between pitches and, 
uh, you know, things like that, uh, you know, that just really slow the game down. You know, just there are some coaches believe out there, believe, you know, when things are going awry, the, the way you handle it is to slow it down, slow it down, slow it down. Well, I'm all for a pitcher getting off the mound and collecting himself, you know, if he needs, needs a moment, but you can't do that every third pitch, you know. And uh, so that's where I think it uh, is great. Uh, I think it's uh, it just speeds the game up, makes keeps the game moving. And I think that's, you know, if you look at baseball, you know, purists love watching a game of baseball. The average fan, you know, they may have a pull to another sport because it's more fast moving, you know, than what baseball is, you know, and baseball's got a lot of nuances, it's got a lot of downtime, uh, as you know, but I, I think the pitch clock uh, speeds it up, uh, you know, keeps the game moving, certainly doesn't guarantee that you, you play two and a half hour games, you know, but it, uh, um, you know, the way it was before, I mean, there's some places, some programs out there, you knew you were in for three hours no matter what because, you know, the coaches are going to take so long, you know, making mound visits, making, you know, just every little thing, every little stall tactic there was. And, and you know, so I, that's the part I really enjoy about it. Well, Coach, you're being generous because there are some places I knew that when I was going there, I was in for four hours and I'd better pack a lunch because <laughs> I was going to be there a considerable amount of time. Coach Mike McGuire, I want to right. thank you for being here with us this morning. Hopefully, we'll have a chance to have repeated conversations here with you on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We wish you the best of luck this weekend and moving on through the season, and I look forward to catching up with you on Sunday. Sounds good, Brian. I appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Coach. We'll catch up with Thanks. you soon. We come back on the other side of the timeout. Jim Chester of the Gardner-Webb Running Bulldogs will join us on this Friday morning here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be right back. Trying to sell your home can be challenging, but that does not mean it has to be hard. With the higher interest rates, you may see fewer showings, fewer offers, and more negotiations. This is where your agent really matters. Being Gaston County's realtor of choice for 37 years and a top agent at Allen Tate Realtors, John R. Bolin can assist you with your real estate needs, whether you're buying or selling your home. If you're seeking great service with one who is known for honesty and integrity, do not hesitate to call John R. Bolin at Allen Tate Realtors at 704-214-3088. 704-214-3088. John R. Bolin of Allen Tate Realtors. Belmont Body Work is here to keep your body moving, offering sports and deep tissue massage to those who are pushing their bodies to the limit, tailored massage to your body needs, and treatment plans designed to help you feel your best. Call 980-477-5424 to schedule your massage with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Keep your body moving with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Hi folks, this is Brian Rushing of the Rush Hour Morning Show. Have you heard the news? We're moving three hours of hyper-local sports talk and the best conversations to two hours, Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. On the home of news, talk, and sports, AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. 
have a question for you. Do you remember this song? How sweet it is to be loved by you. Okay, let's think about this. Why is it that everyone remembers hundreds of songs almost note by note they never set out to memorize? That's the power of a sticky. When you hear a song or maybe a good advertising message for some frequency week after week for about six months, it gets in your long-term memory, even when you don't intend it to. You remember because you heard it. That's why radio is a sticky advertising medium. You can't hear a newspaper billboard or Facebook ad. Okay, TV has the power of sound too, but advertising Advertising on TV week after week can be very expensive. With radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then someone in the market of what you have to sell, hopefully they will remember you if you want them to. Take advantage of radio, the power of sound. The 704 Sports Academy is a baseball and softball training facility committed to the total development of the athlete. Owner Weston Long invites you to learn from qualified instructors that focus on your ability to compete with freedom. Find Weston on Facebook, Instagram, and online at 704sportsacademy.com. The 704 Sports Academy, 704-734-7431. That's 704-734-7431. Back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show on this Friday morning. So we want to thank Carrie Pullman as well as Mike McGuire for joining us this morning. Of course, Carrie Pullman talking about his Big South Conference regular season champion, Stuart Kramer Storm, as they have had a phenomenal season, but still work to be done for that Storm group as they'll be taking on Forest View this evening before diving into the conference tournament. And then, of course, Mike McGuire, who is the top team according to the pundits and the pollsters in the Big South Conference, the Upstate Spartans, with seven first-place votes, 79 points in the Big South Conference poll. But they're in second place. This is the Gardner-Webb Running Bulldogs, and with that, we bring on the head coach of the Gardner-Webb Running Bulldogs, Jim Chester. Coach Chester, good morning. Welcome back to the Rush Hour Morning Show. Good morning. Good morning. I don't know if they get better than today, opening day. Fired up to talk to you guys. Happy opening day. No question about it. Thank you. Thank you. For spending a little time with us. You know, Coach, it, I got to be honest with you. You got Big South Conference baseball that's going to invade here before we know it. The reality is, though, you only get one shot at opening day. And if you're going to have an opening day, I don't know that you could have picked regionally a better opponent. You're going to have a lot of eyes on this series, at least locally, as Appalachian State's going to come down off the mountain to take on the Gardner-Webb running Bulldogs. Give us your thoughts about, first of all, opening day and your opponent, the Appalachian State Mountaineers. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I, I agree with you 100 percent because, uh, you know, I was listening uh, a little bit. I know Coach Mack um, in Upstate, um, you know, probably talked a lot about this. They've got a, well, they got a really good opponent coming in this weekend. And, 
you know, we, we did some of that a few years ago. Virginia came in here opening weekend, but I, I'll be honest, um, in 2020, when I got the job, um, in the first game of the season for us was Appalachian State at home. I, I, I didn't really understand the significance of Appalachian State and Western North Carolina and Gardner-Webb and just some of those things. And, boy, we had a great crowd, a lot of excitement. And, um, you know, they are they are well coached and they, they've got a really good team this year. And I feel like we do, too. And I think there's probably even a little more excitement around today. So as, as great it would be to have, a, uh, like I say, a power five opponent this week. I mean, I don't know if it gets any better than having App State rolling here. I would agree. I mean, for for different reasons, I think K- Kentucky's a great fit for Upstate this weekend. Obviously, the Upstate loves their SEC baseball, and anytime they can get an SEC opponent down that way, they certainly enjoy it. But having App State in in Boiling Springs, North Carolina, is certainly going to get a lot of eyeballs on that series. So, Coach, obviously with opening day, the first pitch celebration has come and gone. Can you give us an overview of what transpired a couple weekends ago inside um, the arena there, Luch Elton Convocation Center, you know, having Clint Hurdle there? What are some of what's some of the fallout of having him there, having him on campus, and everything that went into the first pitch celebration? Sure. You know, in, in before I talk about the event, um, I, I to me the greatest part of the weekend um, was that, you know, Clint came in on Friday and he spent the whole entire time. And I'm talking batting practice, everything, as far as what we did, uh, inner squad, everything we did at practice that day with the guys, he was at the field in the dugout, hanging out with the coaches, the players, the whole entire time. And Saturday morning, um, we did a leadership workshop with him, and he was unbelievable for about an hour with our players. It was unbelievable. And then we were going to take him back to the hotel, and he said, I said, I'm not going. I'm coming to practice. And he spent the whole late morning and early afternoon with us at practice. And I, I, I don't know if our players understood really that they just had a big league manager for about seven hours hanging around practice and just, just, Amazing. Um, the impact that he had from from that standpoint was just 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 something I'll always remember, and I'm sure our players will remember too. So it was awesome from that standpoint. But um, we had a wonderful evening. 360 people, program record. Um, Clint Clint played a big part of that, and um, you know we were able to be have a very successful night for the program. A lot of excitement, and man, we're here. The first pitch celebration. Leads into tonight, or this afternoon, the first pitch. So, let's do it. Well, that game will get started at 4 o'clock this afternoon. You're playing at 4 o'clock today, 2 o'clock tomorrow, 1 o'clock on Sunday. You know, Coach, when when you start thinking, I mean, everything ultimately in college baseball leads to the conference schedule. But if you do your non-conference schedule right, and we've certainly talked with you about this at length in other times that you've been on the show. If you do your non-conference schedule right, particularly some of those midweek games, you can really fine-tune things and give your ch- your team a best chance in doing extraordinary things in the conference schedule. Do you feel like that you're that at least on paper you're going to be able to accomplish that this year as well? 
I do. I think we have a great, great balance of, um, you know, mid majors and then obviously power fives to, you know, we want to, you know, again, I, you know, the schedule, I mean, when we open up with upstate in the conference, um, you know, week five, and then we're going to know a lot more about ourselves by then. And, uh, you know, we've got some really, really, really good, um, opponents leading up into that weekend. I mean, like, I mean, again, App State's going to be really good this weekend. We're fired up about that. And, you know, the next weekend, I mean, we've got, I mean, St. Joe's is good, and they've got a really good arm we'll probably see on Friday. It's a, you know, prospect. And, um, you know, Quinnipiac and Canisius are, 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 are good programs, so we're going to be tested there. And mix in, um, you know, trip down to Columbia, and then we're heading out to Lubbock to play Texas Tech. Like, I, I just feel like when we play – upstate that first weekend of conference play like we're going to be really battle tested um and i you know am i concerned about our record oh you know, yeah every every day you're kind of you know how many did you win how many did you lose i guess but but I, i'm more prepared or worried and, and want to make sure that we're prepared for game one of our conference late and i feel our schedule allows us to do that coach jim chester with us here on the rush hour morning show Coach, you know, you talk about that first weekend of conference play at USC Upstate and that brand, well, not a brand new Harley Park, but a but a brand new play, you know, the, the wall dimensions are different. They've drawn those in somewhat. I don't know if you got a chance to hear Mike McGuire talk about that, but when you've got the top two teams, according to the pollsters, playing each other opening weekend of conference play, is this is this an ideal scenario for you? I know that you know from from the optics of ESPN Plus and stuff, we would have r much rather preferred that series be held toward the end of the conference schedule. You don't necessarily have anything to do with that. Is it your preference that you would be playing a team like Upstate in the first weekend, or would that be something that, if given your preference, it would have been a little deeper into the conference year? Yeah. Listen, I'm sure I'm sure Mac feels the same way. Like. I mean, I, 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 listen, those conference rankings, I mean, it, it's nice that like, you know, there was a thought process that may, you know, we're flattered that, you know, teams thought that maybe we're, we're going to finish second, you know, and, but at the end of the day, like, you know, none of that stuff ever usually runs its course and lays out the way that they had it. So I, 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 I can tell you for sure that our staff and our co our players, coaches, we have not talked about, being preseason number two once not once not, not one time and it's it's kind of irrelevant to me um and you know i i'm so worried about our process and and what we do and how we approach things and and how we can continue to you know grow and and, and get these young men at the end of the day that in we need to be playing our best baseball in the middle of may through june I mean, that, that's, that's, that's it. And, sure. you know, that's my challenge as a coach is that we need to do those things. So, yeah, you know, listen, we got to play them at some point where we played them first weekend, middle end, you know, and um, you know, the, the, the whole, the whole premise here is for us to be playing our best baseball at the end of the season and for us to be able to get into the tournament, whether that's the one seed or the four seed, it, whatever we do, we got to run through somebody um, that's playing well at that time of year. So, we want to make sure that we're that team with one of those four seeds and we're playing our best baseball at the end of the season. Coach Jim Chester here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. 
Coach, I know that, you know, the, the polls, things like that, that becomes stuff that nerds like me get to talk about because that's just <laughs> what we talk about, especially in the media. But from your perspective, if you told me that there was somebody that was in the Big South Conference that you looked at the poll and you're like, no, no, that's completely wrong. That team is going to be far better than anything the poll has to say. If you told me something like that, there's no question I'd put a ton of stock into it. Is there a team in the Big South Conference that when you look at what the poll has to say that, you know something, this is one team that you're really going to have to keep your eye on. Is there a team like that for you in this league? Yeah, I, I, I think there, there might be a couple. And, and, and again, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't even know what the order is um, other than upstate was one and we were two just based off of the questions and, things that I've gotten over the last couple of weeks. I, I don't even know who was three through the, through the end of it, but um, I can tell you um, that I, I, I keep an eye on Longwood. Um, I know they're well coached. I'm a big fan of coach Oxendine. And I think that they're, um, you know, I just think that like, I, they're, 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 they're going to surprise some people and listen, Presbyterian is always good. They're so tough to play. Um, coach Pollock does a great job. And I, I mean, I, uh, I, I think you could put an eye on every, I hate saying it like that, everybody, because I think I really believe this year is a coin flip. I think everybody is good. I think everybody's gonna be really competitive. Um, and you know, I think it's going to be an absolute battle every single weekend. Okay. Coach, let me, I've got time for one more question that I, that I want to sure. get to, um, the pitch clock. This is something that I asked Mike McGuire about in the last segment. Uh, you know, now the pitch clocks, they have to be mounted, all, you know, the transition year, all that kind of stuff. From what you were able to see last year, what's your view on the pitch clock? What do you think it's done for college baseball? Do you like it? Et cetera, et cetera. So I, 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 I like it, and I'm fine with it. And at first I, I was a traditionalist going, Oh, what is this? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and I'm sure just like coach has done, like we've been implementing it inside of our, um, inside of our, uh, inter-squad games and things. And, and I, you know, I've got a former player of mine from Lockhaven on staff here, um, that's coaching with me. And, um, he, he, I put him in charge of the pitch clock for the whole, like, just so it's done. I know a hundred percent. Right. And, and I'm into it. And, and listen, we're just like anything we've adapted and, I'm okay with it. I'm really okay with it. Um, I, I am not a fan, um, and I don't mind sharing this. I am not a fan of probably some of the stuff that's going to go on here early in the season about in between innings, and this like you know 120 seconds, and just 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 really like like they said they're going to put a lot of pressure and 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 attention into the in between inning stuff because. I don't know. I, I just, I think that at that piece, there needs to be a, like, you know, we've got to make sure that we're taking care of the arms on both sides and, and guys have, they're just not in a constant rush. I mean, I, I, I do believe that the pitch clock helps. It does what it needs to do. I think it's been a great piece, but I, I do believe the in-between inning stuff probably needs to be a little bit lax, but that's just the, just, that's just my opinion, which probably doesn't carry a ton of weight, but that's where I'm coming from. Well, I mean, this is this is going to be good information to know because as I start broadcasting games on ESPN Plus early in the season, you know, are, is there going to be – because, like, literally 
Some of these schools from the north are going to be literally coming from indoors out when they start heading yeah. south. Are you telling me that there's going to be an even that it's going to be really, really constricted on what they're able to do in that two minute time span before they yeah. start play? Yeah, there's I just think that there's, you know, listen, anytime there's a new rule, right? And and this includes the pitch clock. And then even in, intertwined with that, the, the, where I think the biggest struggle is probably going to be even for some teams that haven't been able to get out on the field is going to be that the um, the batter needs to be set inside the box with 10 seconds left. And um, I, I mean, listen, I if you're giving traditional signs at third base, if you're a guy that likes to touch the bill, the belt, you know, swipe down the arm type stuff, there you don't give yourself a lot of time to put a sign on. You really don't. Correct. Um, and, and we've evolved here over the years, and it's just amazing in the last 10 years. I went from, you know, doing signs to wristbands um, to now we've moved to the electronic communication. We have the watch where we can put anything on. And, and it's amazing how fast even like just obviously doing that versus doing the wristbands. Um, and, you know, you're going to see some struggles with getting guys set in the box at 10 seconds with traditional signs. You watch and see that one. That's going to be, in my opinion, that's going to be the piece that's going to be pretty glaring too. Um, but I am a fan of the pitch clock. Um, and I am a, uh, I am, you'll see like with, with everything that's new, the rules that are new, like the first couple weekends, they get pressed hard. They get really pressed. So, um, you know, but again, I think change is needed. Change was done. And, um, you know, we can sit and complain or we can adapt and continue to grow. So, you know, I'm a, I'm an adapt and grow guy, but, um, I just hope this in between inning stuff doesn't get, you know, I just think they need to give the, the, the players the time they need to get themselves where they need to be. Well, it'll certainly be something that I'm going to keep my eye on, depending upon where I'm at from day to day broadcasting games. And certainly when we get you back on again in a few weeks, I definitely want to talk about how some of those transitions have gone in the early going, uh, as it's our plan to have you on with some measure of regularity because we want to chronicle the running Bulldogs through this season, especially as they dive into conference play. So, Jim Chester, thank you for spending some time with us on this opening day. We wish you the best this weekend. Please give our regards to Kermit Smith because we definitely love having Kermit Smith on the show from time to time. But we wish you the best of luck and have a great weekend. Thank you so much. Appreciate having me on. And uh, let's go, dogs. Absolutely. When we come back, we'll put a bow on this Friday morning. We'll wrap up the week here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be back in just a bit. Attention Gastonia homeowners, it's time for a fresh start. Are you tired of getting lost on a sea of products? Do you long for expert advice and personalized service? It's time to break up with your big box store and upgrade to Home Outlet. Now open at 1495 East Franklin Boulevard. Say goodbye to limited choices at high prices. Say hello to the largest selection of in-stock kitchens, baths, floors, and more, all at a guaranteed low price. Visit store manager Chris and his experienced team at your 100% employee-owned Home Outlet today or shop online at homeoutlet.com. 
Where can you find hyperlocal sports talk in Gaston County? Where can you find the best conversation with the movers and shakers of local sports talk? That's right. You find it right here on the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the home of News Talk and Sports. WGNC AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Rebels Contracting Services has specialized in the healthcare imaging industry since 1986. Located in Gastonia, Rebels Contracting is now hiring. Rebels offers competitive pay, vacation and holiday pay, 401k and insurance. If you'd like to join the Rebels Contracting team, check us out online at rebelscontracting.com or call 704-864-2000. That's 704-864-2000. Since the beginning of 2023, the Rush Hour Morning Show has become your go-to for hyper-local sports talk. Whether you listen for scores and analysis, compelling conversations, or that bit of fun in the morning, the Rush Hour Morning Show has grown a sizable audience in Gaston County and surrounding areas. Our podcast numbers reflect a robust listenership. This listenership is made up of people searching for your products and services. We would love to tell your company's story. Email us at rushhourwgnc at gmail.com or call 704-689-3820 to find out how your business can tell its story affordably on our Rush Hour Morning Show. That number again, 704-689-3820 or email us rushhourwgnc at gmail.com. The Rush Hour Morning Show, your source for hyper-local sports talk and hyper-local advertising. Back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show, final segment on this Friday. Before we turn it over to Glenn Beck at nine, you don't think that's a good idea? I don't know. I don't know that we need to talk and. Well, so, somebody called the hotline. Had look, the wrong looking number. Looking for Ramon. Yeah, looking for Ramon. <laughs> we should call him back, Brian, on air. Hey, let's 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 ambush him. See what happens. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She said she was looking for Ramon. Called the hotline. Wrong number, baby. Yeah, we. That yeah, would be funny. I, I yeah, it would be funny. There's no doubt. You know, with <clears throat> we've got so much going on yesterday with with middle school basketball. You've got the finale of high school basketball this weekend. You've got conference college basketball play that's continuing on. I mean, the reality is we're beginning to see the establishment of. Of two things transpiring on the guy side, the reality is is that, and we've been talking about this a little bit, Greer and Belmont continues to win. Yeah. And so, therefore, they're really sort of separating them themselves away from the rest of the pack. But this battle for the three and four spots in middle school basketball is really starting to, to tighten up dramatically. Um, according to... CarolinaSportsHub.com, Richard Walker's website, didn't get a score for the York-Chester game from yesterday. Now, we did get a score from the girls' side, as Cramerton did beat York-Chester in girls' basketball. 
But the boys, we never got a score. So if you're out there listening and you know the score, reach out to us, 704-689-3820. You can send your text. We would certainly appreciate that. If you – here's something that happened yesterday, okay? I mentioned Troy Phillips. He goes into great depth to tell us that his guys are listening. Yeah. And we're starting to hear that there are more and more teams, more and more players that are tuning into the show, whether it's before they head into school or whatever the case may be. The reality is if you're on one of these teams, you send us a text message. You let us know that you're listening. We're going to shout out your team. Especially if you're listening in class. Yeah, if you're listening in class, <laughs> you go yeah, to the top front of the line. Of the line. Yeah, they're going to anyway. they pass you anyway. No doubt about it. They're going to pass you anyway. Just reach out to us. 704-689-3820. You know, York Chester is in the mix because York Chester, you know, with with their wins, right now they're currently sitting at four and three as best we know it. If they beat Cramerton, which there's a strong possibility they did, they're at five and three. Stanley is at five and three. Holbrook is at four and three. And they've got three games remaining. One of them Tuesday against Greer. And looking at the schedule, you've got Holbrook conceivably, if they were to win two out of the next three games, let's say they don't beat Greer, they're going to finish at six and four. And there's a real possibility that somebody else is going to finish at six and four and be in that fourth spot. We could genuinely have a tie for the fourth spot. We could even have a multi-team tie for the fourth spot. The reality is Stanley is in a position to where at five and three, they've got two games remaining in the year. If they were to win two and go to seven and three, well, then they absolutely secure the three spot. As it stands right now, Belmont, with games against Mount Holly, who I would presume that they would win that game, and Stanley, which, again, you would think they would win the game, but Stanley, they bring their lunch pail. They're going to create some resistance. And as Corky the Magnificent pointed out, if they can get 20 points from Bryce and Summy, it could make things interesting. Well, what did Coach say yesterday when he called in? You know, the guys had a tough loss Monday, right? Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, we asked him, man, how do you recover from that? You know, they're, you know, 12, 13, 14-year-old kids. How do you get them dialed back in? You see what I'm saying? Coach said one thing about his crew was, Coach Messick, I'm speaking of, he sure. said one thing about his, his boys, he says he's never been around a group of guys that are more resilient than they are. And they go on the road yesterday and pick up a one-bucket win at WC Friday. Right. Is that not is that not going to work? Is that not putting your hard hat on, taking your lunch pail and getting it done? Absolutely it is. Well, and then you've got WC Friday in that mix. I mean, look, it's been a tough <clears throat> week for WC Friday. They lose at Belmont, they lose at home against Stanley, but they're still in the mix. Absolutely. There's no question about it. So though it was a tough week, they've got to turn things around quickly because, you know, with the remaining schedule that they have, there's still an opportunity for them to get themselves into the playoffs. Well, let's be honest. I mean, how many people, how many teams are going to roll up to Belmont and pick up a win anyway? Let's it's be gonna, honest. It's going to be very difficult. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Go over there 10 times. How many times are you going to win out of 10? 
two maybe. With this bunch, it's, yeah. it's going to be tough. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's no slight against Coach and his, and, and his guys. It's just been a tough week. But here's the good news about it. You can regroup today. You go back to practice. Go over some things that didn't work. Work on the things that, that worked well. Take a break over the weekend, and you go right back to it Monday. Get, get yourself a shot to get right back in it. Yep. So you've got, I mean, honestly, between Stanley, WC, Friday, Holbrook, and York Chester, those four teams are going to be vying for the final two spots. Southwest has effectively played themselves out of contention. Chavis, Kramerton, Bessemer City, Mount Holly, they're all out of the mix. But you've got four teams jockeying for two playoff spots to close out this boys' side of the middle school playoffs. And then on the girls' side, it's a little more solidified. The reality is, is it looks like with Southwest winning yesterday, it's going to be Holbrook, Belmont, Bessemer City, Southwest. Because Mount Holly at 4-3, and three, Daniel Poole's club got off to a phenomenal start, but they've fallen on some hard times. They're now 4-3, and three, and one of the games that they've got to play is against Belmont. And I just don't know that they have enough offense to, to really threaten Belmont in that regular season finale. But we'll certainly find out. Um, you know, so with that said, it really looks like that the girls' bracket has pretty much locked itself in, as, as it looks like that as long as Bessemer City can hold serve on the girls' side, they're going to be traveling to Belmont, and then Southwest is going to make the trip to Holbrook in the semifinals. I said get back after it Monday. My apologies. I don't know what I was thinking. It's Tuesday. Well, it's when the games happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, you've oh, got, you still got to get back at it Monday. Well, you've got the holiday on Monday. so and It's I, a holiday every week. What holiday is it Monday? We just had a holiday. I want to say it's President's Day, but I That's could be wrong. something every week. I need to get a job in the government. They're off all the time. Or at the bank. They never stay open. <laughs> if anybody's hiring, let me know. So that's the way things look on the middle school side, high school side. Tonight, two massive matchups in the Big South Conference. Ashbrook and Huss, Kings Mountain Crest. Any thoughts about those two games? Uh, the thoughts are, if you don't have a ticket, you may not, you may be in yeah, trouble. Yeah, that's and and that truly is the case. Like literally, in the conversation that I had with Troy Phillips yesterday, he's like, "Can't get you in." There's there's no tickets. Yeah, like if you don't have them, you're not getting in. But they're scalping those things. You never know. Might be. I, I mean, look, I'm I'm sure that a Big Mac could change hands uh, to get to get entree <laughs> into the game. No number, doubt about it. A number one, biggie size. Yep. King size. Without question. Yeah, and, and and look, this is part of the conversation that was had, and I think this is perhaps a missed opportunity for, for Gaston County. The Huss-Ashbrook rivalry seems to have a breath of fresh air that's been put into it. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that you have to put those two facilities with this rivalry as it currently stands, because the fact of the matter is there's just too many people that want to come to these games. We've seen this thing before to where thousands of people would show up. I can remember literally being at an Ashbrook Cuss game and being pinned all the way back to the fence at Hunter Huss high school, because there was absolutely 10,000 people at a football game. Now, I'm not going to say that 10,000 people are showing up 
to a basketball game. And certainly in this day and time, not going to happen. But I believe that as this Huss and Ashbrook rivalry continues, if it really does have that breath of fresh air that's been breathed into it, there's no way in the world that I couldn't think that if Gaston County had a 3,000-person facility somewhere, you could move that game somewhere and fill up 3,000 seats. There's no doubt in my mind about that. So you're typing away pretty feverishly over there. What's going on? <clears throat> well, I'm trying to I'm trying to get these uh, couple podcasts uploaded. But I got some, Brian, I got some great news. Tell me. Okay. Just a few, we've been talking about the, the download, the podcast downloads this week, right? Been out of control, right? Okay. Um, last October was our record month. Right. I was doing some math while you were talking to Coach Chester. And I just don't sit here and look good. I actually do work, you know, from, from time to time. Maybe not long. <laughs> Maybe not in long periods of time. We were three podcast downloads. I'm talking about five minutes, ten minutes ago. We were three podcast downloads for the day from being away from 3,000 downloads for the month. We just hit it. <laughs> so so where are we? Yeah, three exactly 3,000 downloads for the month. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. That, okay, that's why I was over here going through the old notes from last year, from when we first started. That crazy? That's hilarious. <laughs> that's great, man. A lot of fun, baby. Well, and talking about Stanley just a moment ago, Brandon Messick just chimed in. He just basically wanted to say how proud he is of his guys. And yeah. he has every reason to. Should be. Because they got a big win yesterday against WC Friday. This, there, there's some energy building with this Stanley program, and they're certainly jumping on board as it relates to this basketball team. So we'll certainly continue to chronicle that. I'm going to be there Thursday with that game, Belmont going to Stanley. I'll be there covering that one, so that should be very exciting. Look, the reality is there's going to be, in the Ashbrook-Huss game, there's going to be a winner there. There's going to be a winner in the Kings Mountain Crest game and then let the games begin. Because once that big South Conference tournament starts, I mean, think about it. This is peak basketball season in Gaston County and surrounding area. You've got the finale of games in middle school. You've got the basketball tournament happening for the Big South Conference and other leagues, all leading up to the state championship playoffs that will begin not this coming week coming up, but the following week. It's a great time for basketball. And, and while all that's going on, you're eventually going to see Duke Carolina again for the second time and then the ACC tournament and then ultimately March Madness. Phenomenal time of the year if you're a basketball fan. And I'm so glad that there are folks tuning in to the Rush Hour Morning Show to get their fix of hyper-local basketball content. Dude, next thing you know, it's time to cut the grass. Can you not wait for the sun to come out? Have your shirt off on your mower? Huh? Cutting grass, cooking old hamburger on the grill. I I'm, can't wait to smell that. I'm going to do my neighbors a favor and not go shirtless, but yes. I'm going to do mine a favor and take mine off. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Two, two trains yeah. of thought there, Brian. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. Look, I can't wait to be at the, at the new place right there in South Point area. Getting a riding mower, getting a backpack blow, you know, leaf blower, and, and and taking care of the yard, 
springtime is going to be phenomenal. It really is. Why don't you talk about setting up the outdoor office yesterday outside the studio? Oh, sun was out. I, I almost. Yeah, you had, you had a desk and a chair and everything sitting in the sun on a computer yesterday. Yeah, which, by the way, that desk might still be out there. By it the way, it is. So. I saw it this morning. Okay, well, I'll. Yeah, just, you probably need to bring it back in. The next sunny day, I sell that sucker at the yard sale tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll need a desk. Yeah, somebody needs to make a donation. Folks, we thank you so much for tuning in to this Friday morning edition of the Rush Hour Morning Show. We will be back Monday from 7 to 9. Until then, Glenn Beck's on WGNC AM 1450 and 101.1 FM at 9 o'clock. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the sports. God bless. We'll see you on Monday. We thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget, folks, we jam three hours of content into two hours every single day, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. On the Rush Hour Morning Show, WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM, streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you again for the next Rush Hour Morning Show podcast, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.